Please turn in your Bibles to 1 John chapter 2. We've been doing a series on spiritual growth, and we're looking at young men and young women, obviously. <laughs> okay. Now you might, you might think, well, what about me? I'm, I'm, I'm more on the older side. That's you too. This is, <laughs> okay, remember this is spiritual. This is not physical. And remember again, we need to have all of these things in our life. Amen? And age isn't an issue. Seriously. Um, you know, I've, I've seen people that are uh, spiritual adults that are still quite young. And I've seen people that are spiritual babies that are quite not so young. <laughs> Amen. So, we're looking at spiritual growth. We looked last time at Ephesians 4. I don't, want to, I don't want you to turn there, but I just want to make reference to it. When the Apostle Paul said that we should no longer be children but that we grow up in all things. Remember again that it was dealing with the Word of God. And that was really what um, the Apostle John talks about, or goes on to talk about in 1 John chapter 2 and verse 13, when he says, I write to you, young men, because you have overcome the wicked one. I have written to you in verse 14, I have written to you, young men, because you are strong, and the Word of God abides in you. And you have overcome the wicked one. Now I want you to notice, verse 14 is basically goes on from verse 13, and it adds to verse 13. Verse 13 says, I write to you young men because you have overcome the wicked one, but then he qualifies that, and he says, I've written to you young men because you are strong, and the word of God abides in you, and you have overcome the wicked one. That is what allows you to overcome the wicked one. Amen? You need to be strong, and you need to have the word abiding in you. And that's in your heart, not in your head. In your head, it flutters in and flutters out. Amen. But in your heart, it abides. It is what causes you to move mountains. That's where faith comes from. Amen. And last time we looked at Ephesians chapter 6. Now I want you to turn there. <laughs> we were trying to get past the, the first one of those verses in verse 10. And I said we'll come back and continue on from verse 11 onwards. Because these verses talk about how you can be strong. So notice the two things that the Apostle John said in... Um, 1 John chapter 2, verse 14. Remember again, he said that you are strong and the Word of God abides in you. Amen? Now, we've looked a little bit about the Word of God abiding in you, and we'll get back to that in just a moment. But I want you to look at, first of all, at the part where he says that you are strong. How are you to be strong? Are you to go to the gym and do 600 push-ups? I'm strong now. <laughs> all the ladies go, I don't know about that. <laughs> okay? That's not the strength we're talking about. Amen? Because see, if, if that is the strength we're talking about, then it's limited to people, you know, like Arnie. That's Arnold Schwarzenegger and all them fellas. You know what I'm trying to say? I mean, you know, I mean, seriously. You think you're strong until you stand up next to one of those guys. Then you don't think you're that strong anymore and you go home with your lunch bag, you know, <laughs> okay? So we're not talking about that, are we? And we need to understand that, you know, a lot of people think in those terms because we're so uh, prone to thinking physically, but I want you to understand that this is a spiritual thing that is going on here. And he says, he says again, I have written to you young men because you are strong. Now, the reason that we think that is because he says young men. And so we immediately see muscles. Uh, not all young men have muscles. Have you noticed? Okay, some are string beans. Yeah, no, no, not you. No, no. I'm not thinking of anybody right now. Yeah, that's right. But, but this isn't natural. This is spiritual. So I want you to turn your attention to the Spirit now, please. Okay? 
As he says, I have written to you, young, and I'll prove this to you, don't worry. He says, I've written to you, young men, because you are strong and the word of God ab- abides in you. And that's the reason why you have overcome the wicked one. Okay, can I say that? Alright, so in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10, the Apostle Paul says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Now that's where we are to be strong. In the Lord and in the power of His might. And I told you before, our strength is, it comes from God and His word. Not from one or the other, but from both. Amen? And so, he says here again in verse 11... He says, put on the whole armor of God that you may, be, you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Remember? And you have overcome the wicked one. What are you meant to do with the armor? Overcome the wicked one. But he says you put on the whole armor of God. And I want to do this in, in terms of spiritual young men and women. He says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And what does he mean by that? Verse 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Here we go. So now we understand that this isn't to do with anything in the physical. Are you all with me? He says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. But can I add the words, but we do wrestle. We can say, but we do wrestle against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. That's where our fight is. Are you all here? Which means that we do have a fight. The difference in our fight is we go in winning. Do you understand? See, that's, that's, see, some of us are fighting, hoping we'll win. But what we need to remember is that the battle has already been won. So what are we doing? We are fighting to enforce the victory. Do you understand the difference? Amen? Which, which tells us that even though the devil has been put under our feet, we need to keep him there. He wriggles out. Okay? <laughs> and he just doesn't like being there. It's not a good place. And we need to understand that we need to do something about him being there. And we, you know, we, we can't just explain away and sort of say, well, please don't do the thing that people do. And that is, well, God is putting me through something. He's not putting you through anything. Jesus said, the thief comes to steal, kill, destroy. Amen? He said, I have come to give you life, life more abundantly. So we know that part. All right. Hence the name of the church. All right. So back to this. He says, he says here in verse 13, let me move on now. So we understand that we're not fighting against flesh and blood. So we understand that the strength that we are to have isn't physical strength. Not that we shouldn't have some of that, but okay. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about spiritual strength. And he goes on to talk about in verse 13, about the armor of God, he says, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in that evil day and having done all to stand. So he says here again, he says, take up the whole armor of God. What does that mean? Verse 14, stand therefore. And he says, having girded your waist with truth and put on the breastplate of righteousness. So we have truth as our, as our belt. And remember again, that truth isn't just the Word of God. A lot of people say, well, that's the Word of God. No, we're going to get to the Word of God later on when we talk about the sword of the Spirit. This truth is, is not the truth of the Word of God as such, as having a truthful nature. Did you all get that? Some people are prone to deceiving people. Uh, I didn't say lying. 
Okay. See, can I just say this? You can half tell the truth and still deceive someone. Amen. So you say, I didn't lie yet, but you deceived. Be careful. Half truths are still lies. The devil did that with, <laughs> you know, with man in the Garden of Eden. Amen. All right. Anyway, we won't go there either today. So, <laughs> so he says, number one, gird your waist with truth. Number two, he says, put on the breastplate of righteousness. That covers your heart. Where does faith come from? Where does faith come from? Your heart, not your head. The breastplate covers that part of you where faith comes from. See, that's the reason why the breastplate is so important as well. Okay? And we need to have that. But remember, what righteousness is this? Ours or God's? Thank you. Okay? It is God's righteousness. Remember, God said, their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Amen? And the Apostle Paul also talks about that, which again, I don't want to go into details today. But understand this, this armor, are you beginning to see that this armor is a spiritual armor? This armor comes from the Word of God, and is, is, it's God speaking to you. See, don't ever get stuck just in the Word, and don't ever get stuck just in talking to God all the time. The, it, it, that's not a bad thing. By the way, you should be talking to God all the time. Let me, let me rephrase that, okay? But what I'm saying is don't do it apart from the Word. Because some people kind of go squirrely in their brain and come up with, oh, God told me this, that, and everything else. And the, it doesn't line up with what He's already said. Are you with me? And, you know, can I just say this? The, the, you know, Satan is a deceiver. All right? The two things is, is that are assigned to him is subtlety and deception. Subtlety means you think you're right, but you're deceived. <laughs> okay, so and that, that's why you need to do. You need to understand that without the word of God, you might be hearing things, and it might come as a whisper, and you think, "Oh, that's God." But remember, Corinthians tells us. Paul says that the devil can come as an angel of light, and the only way that you can counteract it is to know God's word. Because otherwise you do what a lot of people do today and they preach from their experience, not from the Word. You know, they say, oh, this happened and God, you know, the reason I know that God made it happen, the bad thing happened, was He delivered me at the other end and, and you know, I came out better for it. No, sweetie, you need to go back and ask yourself, what didn't you do at the beginning? That God asked you to do. That caused you to fall in this situation. Now, that doesn't mean that every bad thing that has happened to you has come as a result of you not doing something. Because remember Jesus, remember Jesus in the boat and Jonah in the boat. Jonah in the boat ran into a storm because he was in disobedience. Jesus in the boat ran into a storm because he was in obedience. Jonah had to be thrown off the boat. Jesus said, peace, be still. And the storm stopped. So which one are you? The one that stands up on the boat and says, peace be still, or we didn't, do we need to throw you off the boat? <laughs> no, don't do that. All right. <laughs> but you, you understand, there are two reasons why storms come. When you're in the will of God and out the will of God, the, the, the way that you know that you're in the will of God is if you stand up and say, peace be still, and it shuts down, you're in. If you're calling peace and nothing's happening, go repent. Because that thing has come because you have then let something into your life. Somewhere. Do you all understand? Okay, so let's get, let's get back to this now. So again, here he says, put on the breastplate of righteousness. So we need to remember that that breastplate is, that righteousness is God's righteousness. So that when we go, we, you know, when we're praying, when we're believing, when we're trying to move a mountain, 
the devil will fight us with one thing. What makes you think this is going to happen for you? Why should that mountain move for you? Really, that's really what it comes down to. And then he'll start reminding you of all the things you did wrong. Have you noticed? Those are the weapons he uses against us. Because if we can get our eyes on ourselves and what we did wrong that week, you know, if you, can I give you a little secret now? You're ready for something? Don't fight that. If ever that comes at you, just go, oh, thank you, I forgot about that. Lord, I'm sorry. You're done. Because <laughs> you know? is there anything else you want to tell me that's keeping me from God and all the things I need? Help me, thank you. <laughs> okay? I will shut up and leave. He doesn't want you getting stuff, you know. And, you know, he's, he's like, he literally is, you know, he loses one way or the other if you learn to do that. Amen? Amen? It's a simple solution. See, we, we're so defensive, aren't we? I'm not saying you do agree, but you know, we get like that. Somebody says something, goes, no, we didn't. Oh my God, man, if you did, just admit it and move on. You know, it only takes a minute. We all know you're not perfect. Is that a shock to you? No, okay. <laughs> I know I'm not perfect. That's not a shock to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> let's move on. He says in verse 15, And having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Now, remember again, the, you know, we need to be running to bring peace to people, not strife. In the world, see, this is not you now. Aren't I sweet? Anyway, in the, <laughs> some in the body too. But in the world, people are usually running to, to gossip about something. But I want you to notice that we are meant to bring peace to people. We run not to bring strife, but to help. Amen? To bring good news. And you know that? Can I just say that? You know, don't just think that you've got to preach to everybody. You need to understand what that actually means. Good news, and you know what, let me just say this as well. Everything you say to anyone, you're preaching. Did you know that? We just use that term from a, a religious point to mean that we're talking about the Word of God. But can I just say this? We are meant to bring good news to everyone, and that good news can be anything that lifts them up. That is in line with the Word. Okay, not some other radical something else. <laughs> okay, all right. You know, some people say stuff that's not right, man. You know, just to lift you up. And, and that stuff, if it is not based on the word, it will show up to be false. They won't listen to you anymore. Because that stuff makes them feel good for a minute and then it's gone. It needs to have substance behind it. Amen? So if you ever give good news to someone from the, from the word, and again, you know, if you tell somebody that they're special, the Bible tells us that we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, unto good works. Amen? They are special. Now you don't have to tell them that verse to tell them that they're special. You can just tell them that, you know, you are special. And God, and you know, you're special to God, and God will help you out of this, this problem. If you let Him, will you let Him? <laughs> okay? Alright. Because, you know, you can only do so much as well. You're not omnipresent. You can't be there all the time for them. But He can. And it's not your job to be there for them all the time. It's His job. 
don't take his job. Causes all kinds of problems. All right, even though some trying to hang on to you and you know, just don't care. Verse 15. Uh, no, verse 16. He says, Above all, now notice, above all, this is how you are strong, okay? Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Hey, look at that, New King James. All right, (laughs) well done, guys. Notice, the shield of faith quenches everything that that the evil one will throw at you. And the only thing he can throw at you is words. You know, you're never going to have to duck and there's a dart went past you and hit the wall. And it says, wicked one. (laughs) You know what I'm trying to say? You know? The darts, the the things that we are are avoiding, that we're ducking, okay, are are words, are things that are coming at us. That's why it is, that's why you can't physically duck. That's why you need to have the word of God to shield yourself, you know, from them. Do you understand? And, And the word needs to be your shield. And the thing is that, that needs, you see, it's faith. How does faith come? By hearing, hearing the word of God. Okay? Alright. That's where faith comes from. So the faith that you're using to repel all of these attacks is the word of God. Remember I told you, all this comes down to God and his word. And, some, and, and why, you know, if you have your, his word, why do you need God? Because sometimes you need a specific word. God will lead you specifically to something you read. And say, that is the word you stand on today. And you go, yeah, amen. And that becomes your shield. Amen. Do you see what I'm saying? Alright. And so he says, you're again, above all, taking the shield of faith with, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And take the helmet of salvation. See, that's your helmet. Why is it your helmet? Because the devil attacks your head. And says, maybe you're not saved. You backslid. Y'all know you weren't good to your husband, your wife, your dog, your cat, whatever. Your goldfish. Look, it's dead. You didn't feed it. God will punish you. I don't care what you've done wrong. Understand something. That when you receive Jesus Christ as Lord, you were saved. A new creation happened. See, the people that that sort of say, you know, you can be saved and then unsaved and then saved again and unsaved. There's a new creation going on in there. He's not going to uncreate you and then, <laughs> okay? You're with me? It just, when people say stuff like that, you just, you know, you just recognize that they don't understand the miracle of the new birth. Because it's a miracle, it takes a reverse miracle to get you unsaved. Do you get that? It takes a lot of work to get you unsaved, by the way. And that's very, 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 and a lot of more varies, rare. Okay? <laughs> Alright? So don't think that you're one of those very, very, lots of varies, rare people. Amen? You're not. You're not that special. No. <laughs> you are special. But that's the thing. You are special. And God will not let you go. Once you're in, you're in. Do you, do you know why it is so, so difficult to go the other way? Have you ever wondered about this? See, if it was easy to go the other way, then the devil has a lot of power. No. Can I tell you why it's so hard to go the other way? Because there's a cross that stands there. 
and says, is this enough for that sin? And for that disobedience? And for that stupidity? That would be me. No. <laughs> okay? Alright? Is it enough? You know what? It always comes back enough. It's enough. So I don't care what dumb thing you do. It's enough. Just come back. Just repent, man. That's all you need to do is say, sorry God. Okay? Two words. You can get all biblical about it, but that's all you need to say. Amen? That's as simple as it is. Amen. Alright, so let's move back here. That's your helmet of salvation. Understand that what was bought was bought with blood. Paid on a cross. And it's yours. The day you received Jesus Christ as Lord, a miracle happened on the inside. You became a new creation. Created in Christ Jesus for good works. Hallelujah. Amen. But watch the next part of that verse and says, and so he says, and take the helmet of salvation and, can I say, take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. That's where the Word of God comes in. Amen. As far as using it out of your mouth to attack the enemy with. Now the Word forms your shield. The Word tells you about your breastplate, even though that is Christ's. See how then the Word and the Lord, you need both of them? Because it's His righteousness. Are you all with me? That's the reason why you need both. Okay? You need to know about it from the Word and then understand that it is His righteousness, Him, in you, that's your hope of glory. Amen. Alright. So, we come here now to the Word of God. Now, this is something else that the Apostle John goes on to say when he says again, that because you are strong and the Word of God abides in you. Notice we started with be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. And now we come to the end of these verses and he says, and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. So we see the combination of the two now. Our strength lies in the Word of God, in God and His Word. Amen? Like I said, both again. All right? Because it's that revealed Word that, that, that is powerful. It's not just the Word, it's the revealed Word. In other words, it's the Word that has come alive on the inside of you. Amen? Once it's alive, it's alive. And then mountains start kind of getting nervous around you. <laughs> okay? Because they don't know which one of them is going to get cast into the sea. When you're going to wake up and tell it to go? Amen. Alright. <laughs> Simon J. Kistamaka writes, they, and he's talking about the spiritually youthful men and women, oppose and overcome Satan. They oppose and overcome Satan. They oppo Okay. I don't know how many times I've seen people that have opposed Satan and he's overcome them. And then you get these stories of, oh, I'm never going to do that again. Because last time I did that, the tire went flat, the battery went flat, my marriage went flat. The cat went flat when I wrote. <laughs> okay, you know, I mean, everything went flat. You know what I'm saying? And, and they just quit, man, and that's it. They opposed him, but not with the word. They didn't, they didn't have what they needed before they went into battle. They ran in there naked. No helmet of salvation. No breastplate of righteousness. Their feet just had socks on it. <laughs> no shoes, you know what I'm trying to say? Okay, you know, I'm just saying that people go in, they think it's a noble thing to, you know, oppose the devil, but understand something, you need to know what you're ready for. That's why it is those that are led by the Spirit, they are the children of God. Amen? Not, not because you feel bad, not because you think you need to do something. 
You should never be led by guilt. Amen? All right. So let's continue here. He says, Oppose and overcome Satan because they possess the word of God that is living in them. I love that. They possess the word of God that is living in them. See, the word of uh, Hebrews, remember it says for the word of God, Hebrews 4.12, for the word of God is living and powerful. It's living and powerful. What is the difference between the words on this page and the words in your magazines? The words here live. The words in those things are dead. Do you hear me? This word is alive. Do you know why? Because God breathed his life into them. And that's the reason why, as you take this word and meditate on it, it does something inside of you. Isn't it funny? You know, you just, you, if, if you just step back from a natural point and look at it, and you think, well, there's words and there's words. Big deal. But one, God backs up. The other one, He doesn't. Let me just say that. <laughs> okay? One will get you out. Of, you know, you can quote a magazine and the devil will stand there and laugh. You quote the word of God and he will run screaming. Amen. If you do it right. Now don't do it religiously. And don't, <laughs> and don't think this in itself has any power. Don't say, I come at you again, against you with the word of God. This book in the name of Jesus. or You know, because of this book. He'll go, what in the book? The index? <laughs> <laughs> Maps. <laughs> <You know? laughs> <All right? laughs> That's a, it's the word in you that has power. Do you know why? Can I, do you, let me tell you the difference between the words on the magazine and the words in this. This reveals what is inside of you. This reveals truth. This is your money in the bank. Except you need to know it's there. Otherwise you'll never withdraw. That's why this word is alive. As you put this word in you... What it does, it releases what's already there out so it can work. Do you all get that? Do you understand that everything that you have need of is already inside of you? The moment you got saved, it came in you. Remember about the kingdom of God? What did Jesus say about the kingdom of God? Don't, he said, don't look, at it, look for it out here. It is... In you. The kingdom is in you. Which means all the supply is in you. This is a great mystery. But God lives in you. So you need to understand that what this book does is it tells you what's in there. So you can release it. That's where your power comes from. That's where your supply comes from. That's where everything that you need comes from. And it, there is so much in there that the Apostle John would go on to say in 1 John 4, 4, Greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even your faith. It releases everything inside of you. The greater one gets released. Hallelujah. And the devil sees that and goes, oh, another one. And runs off. See, he is attacking Christians Hoping that they never release what's inside. 
that they'll go in the opposite direction and, you know, and come to the place where they think they're victims and you know, they just need to stay away from. He need, the truth is, he needs to stay away from you. But if he can scare you enough, then you never, that's the only thing that can keep a lid on everything in you. Is that fear, which then produces doubt and all sorts of other things. That's all it is, family. Amen? Alright, so, let me, um, did I finish with this? No, I haven't finished with this. <laughs> let me reread this, because I, I read in the middle and you guys go, what, what, is, what happened before? Okay, so again, he says, they, alright, that again, the spiritually uh, youthful men and women, oppose and overcome Satan because they possess the word of God that is living in them. This possession is the secret of their strength and the source of their victory. As long as they treasure, as long as they treasure, let me stop there for a minute. We need to treasure the Word of God. It can't be something that, oh, do I have to? Okay. It's like breathing. Yes, you do. <laughs> okay. If you want to live, you should breathe. Okay. Oh, just a little hint there. All right. The Word of God should be like your breath. It should never be, should I have to? It just should be one of those things that you just do because it is in you to do. It is a thing you do. It's not a have to, that's just a thing you do. Amen? Treasure the word. Number two, he says, as they treasure, obey, and believe the word, or that word, they will be victorious and overcome the power and deceit of Satan. I like that. Because remember that kingdom of darkness does have power. We see it in the destruction that happens around us. But none of that should come near you. Can I get amen on that? None of it should come near you. If it does, you ring the death knell on it. You shut it down. And you stop it. Amen? How do we get there? You know, right now I, I know a lot of us are thinking, but I just feel this small and, 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 and you know, this, is, this is the opposition up here. Like I said before, what you need to do is get a revelation of God in you. Not just the Word, but God in you. Oh, once you get the revelation of God in you, then suddenly you realize that God is so much bigger than any obstacle you could ever face. Amen? And it's not you. It is Christ in you. That's your hope. That's your glory. That's your power. Amen? That's what makes you a young man or woman in Christ. And we should always be that way throughout our life. That youthfulness should never go away. Amen? Just like that, that innocence, that newness, the excitement, the wonder, the amazement of the Word as a, as a child should always be there. So should this. <laughs> okay? Always with sword in hand. Amen. Not running away from devils, cutting their heads off and going, anyone else? And they go, no, thank you, not today. <laughs> we're good, we're good. <laughs> Amen. You might say, well, what, do I have to? Yes. You have to. You need to. Because the devil isn't a gentleman. He comes to steal, to kill, to destroy. He invades do you hear me? That's why you need to stand up. Having done all, stand. Stand. 
Don't give up. All right. Uh, I know we've run out of time. Um, let me just... <laughs> I'm getting the minus two now. Let me just say a couple of things very quickly. We've talked about the Word of God living. Because he says you are strong. The Word of God abides in you. That's what is living in you. And we also understand from Joshua 1 how to get that Word in you. Do you all remember? This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. What do you do? Very good. But you shall meditate in it day and night. Why? So that you can observe to do. Observe to do according to all that is written. And what's the result of that? You shall make your way prosperous and you shall have. Notice it didn't say you might. See there are some things in the Bible that there's a might in there. This isn't one of those places. It says, for you shall make your way prosperous, and you shall have good success. Amen? So we, we are told what gives us victory and success. We just need to do it. Amen? Amen. Alright, that's what makes you a, a, a strong Young man or woman in Christ. As long as we keep our eyes on God and His Word, we'll not only be able to overcome all the devil's lies and deception, but we will prosper and succeed in everything that we do. Can you give me a few more moments? Because I want to finish this off. Is that alright? Sorry guys. I Howard Marshall writes in his commentary, Here the young men are said to have overcome the evil one. The victory has already been won. Although there is still fighting to be done, here again then is something which should be true of all Christians. Christians must be victorious. Amen. I like that. There's, that's not an option. <laughs> okay? You have to be. Can we do that? Can we decide that today? Can we decide from now on we will be victorious? Failure is not an option. Not just for the Apollo whatever it was, but for us. Okay? It, it cannot be an option. Okay? In your heart, you are building something. Amen. And every time you fall, remember, don't waddle around in it and just go, oh my God, I fell. Yeah, we knew. Don't worry. First John 1 9. If we acknowledge our sin, He's faithful just to forgive us of our sin and cleanse us from all righteousness, we're back. Amen. That was really quick. <laughs> I just want to show you how quick that is. Right, that's all it takes. Just get back on track. Keep going. He'll put you back on your horse, give you your sword, and say, keep riding. You don't have to resurrect the horse. It's all good, okay? All, <laughs> all I'm saying is sometimes we, you know, we just think we have this huge road to go back to, to the place of victory. It isn't. It's only in your head. Because the cross paid for everything. So no matter how many times you fall, get right back up and continue from where you left off. People have preached that you have to go back to the beginning. That is deception. Fight that. Amen? I'm telling you, you can get back and continue on from where you left off. Find that place and move on from there. Can I get amen? amen. That's called victory. Amen? Amen. Alright, let's have every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, we thank you today for your word. We thank you, Father, for all the things that you have been ministering to us. 